Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is paid for by the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Information on the program is intended solely to further the public's general knowledge about the product. Opinions expressed should not be relied upon for any purpose by any member of the audience. News Radio 1020 KDKA does not guarantee the accuracy of any of the information aired on the following program. Tech 5 Radio, brought to you by the generous support of 321Blink at 321Blink.com. Chorus Call, Sea leveled at PittsburghTalks.com. Dollar Bank at Dollar.Bank. JRG Advisors, PTC Corporate Coverage Group at JRGAdvisors.net. Pittsburgh International Airport at PittsburghFlies.com. Plus Consulting at PlusConsulting.com. SDLC Partners at SDLCPartners.com. PNC Bank at PNC.com. And West Virginia University at WVU.edu. Strap on your seatbelts. Here are your hosts, the Pittsburgh Technology Council's Andre Russo and Jonathan Kirsting. Hey, everybody. You are tuned in to Tech Vibe Radio this Friday night. It's been a while since we've been in the studio. We've been out all over the place this summer. You name it, we have been there bringing you the best of what's going on in Pittsburgh's technology sector. And tonight... I have a very special co-host coming back to co-anchor with me. We have Jason Wolf from giftcardgranny.com. And Gift Wolf. Card. Can you say that fast? One. No. No. Because then I'll slowly. I'll, do you know what I want to say? Talk slow tonight. I said grift card Ganny one time. <laughs> I just totally took those two things around. So you you hosted with us when we were doing one of our TNTs down in the Strip District. That was awesome. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, Jason, come on back with us. Audrey oh. Audrey couldn't make it in today, so she's like, called Jason up. I said, oh. I was so psyched when I got that email. I was like, you know. And then I had gotten a little bit of a sore throat. A tickle in the throat. Yeah. And I said, you know, I cannot miss tonight. No. So I started drinking tea. You got it there, man. And I'm going to talk really slow. I like it, man. You're sounding good. good? I I think this is a good... I think it's a better radio voice. I think so, too. You're making me jealous right now. So anyhow, you know, we love talking about Pittsburgh's tech ecosystem. It's more than just talking to tech companies and the people behind them, but it's the environment in which these companies can grow. And we've got a really cool guest here. This is a guy named Tim Hayes. He's an author. He's actually been a TQ writer for us for, I think, 15 years more than that, Tim? Uh, at least, yeah. At least, yeah. Very cool. And he's witnessed Pittsburgh's tech transformation. He's written about Pittsburgh's tech transformation, but he's also written about his upbringing in my old neighborhood, Mount Oliver. Or if I didn't say it correctly, Mount Oliver, right? Mount Oliver. <laughs> exactly, right. exactly. <laughs> and when you, you came up with this book, you have to note on my desk, and you left a copy of the book there, and I was like, "Whoa, this is so cool!" Like, this is—I did—I I had totally forgotten that you were from Mount Oliver, and so I wanted to bring you in to talk a little bit about the book, why you wrote it, and then talk about Mount Oliver as this place that I feel like is ripe to become, you know, a, 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 a fantastic neighborhood and a place for businesses all together to kind of bring back what it was, you know, many many years ago. And you brought a guest with you as well, too, Tim. Right. I've uh, with me Rick Hopkinson. He's the Borough manager of Mount Oliver. From the Pittsburgh South Side. Mm-hmm. Go up to 18th Street. 
go up the hill. It's way up the top. Then go up the hill, oh. and then up the hill. Just keep going. Up the hill a little bit more, and then it levels out, and you're there. <laughs> is that near Mount Washington? It's within proximity to it. Okay. Absolutely. Well, so right. Yeah. People that are not. I'm glad you brought that up because we, we, yeah, this is why I'm glad you're here, man. You're keeping <laughs> us true and honest, Jason. I love it. Every now and then, I'll <laughs> throw up all natives. Yeah, that's, that's exactly that's, that's right. Uh, but the other uh, interesting thing I think about the book is that, <clears throat> again, as I decided to to get this thing published, I thought, you know, I had such a great childhood there, boyhood there, and the borough deserves to do better than it than it does exactly today. So I decided I, I, I talked to Rick and a couple other folks uh, who are also part of the Hilltop Economic Development Corporation, right? Which is doing a lot of things to uh, to uh, bring business back and and just help help the borough succeed uh, even more. And what I've what I'm doing is uh, I'm donating half of the proceeds that I get from this the sale of this book. That's awesome. To that's good. The Economic that's Development Group in my love it, awesome. I love so, it. You know, it's it's a good read for a good cause. I enjoyed some chapters of it. I haven't read the whole thing. I've been reading it in bits and pieces. I would just say the story about you being hit by a Cadillac. Yeah, frightening. That's all I can say. You are, and you're still crippled to this day because of it, right? I still have a dent in my you left got a leg. A dent in your left leg, man. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. You survived being hit wow. by like a early '70s Cadillac. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the I guy, and the guy's backed up. A big up boat. And, Those big, things are huge. Yeah, they're, they're, that's something <laughs> hit by a Corolla there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and the guy backed up and drove away. They never found him. Never oh. found him. So yeah. If you're out there listening, Tim's still alive. Thank God. Yes, I'm still here. And if I ever find you, <laughs> absolutely, you're in serious trouble. <laughs> so, Rick, tell us about Mount Oliver right now. What's going on to try to bring Mount Oliver back and make it a place for businesses and people to, 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 to be? Well, we're really working on the business district. We partner with the Hilltop Economic Development Corporation, like you mentioned, and okay. also Economic Development South. And we found one of the biggest barriers to new businesses is lack of movement-ready, usable space. We've actually been working with, well, we as in the HEDC in the borough have been working together to actually acquire properties through tax sale or sheriff sale ah. and partnering with the Economic Development Corporation to rehab them and rent out to viable businesses and, and hopefully, you know, they, they want to locate there permanently or we can flip them again to a viable business. Right. We just did our first one in um, November, I believe, of last year, the old pet shop, ye old pet shop. I remember the ye old pet That's shop. That's it, yeah. Yes. Y-E? And actually, I believe old had an E on the end of it, too. Oh, so. It so. does. Oldie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, the artwork's still there on the side. We wanted to leave that, preserve that. Yeah, but right now it's um, sort of a collaborative co-working space with um, EDS, so Economic Development South, um, okay. Brashear Association and, and uh, NeighborWorks and Rebuilding Together Pittsburgh. So Very cool. Yeah, it was like an $80,000 rehab That's viable building. Yeah. So, and so, so right now it's co-working space. Right. Very cool. So it could be the old co-working space. Yeah. That's it. I like it. Now, now, Jason, you as a serial entrepreneur, yes. you know what it takes to get a business up and going. Yes. And being able to get something, getting into some space and being in an area, my first how question is that? My first question is, what is the cost per square foot? Okay. What is the cost per, per square foot for something like that? Well, I don't even know. You don't know. <laughs> it's got to be under 10, costs, right? Yeah. It's yeah. got to be It's so, got to be super affordable. You know, as a startup, you're right. looking, you know, what is the cost to, uh, to rent? And um, what is the proximity to the city? Sounds like it's pretty close. The proximity is so fantastic. So you're right there. Exactly. What is the population of that area? Of the borough? Yeah. At 3,400. 3,400. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and from what we were talking about earlier, that whole area up there seems like it's growing. It's maybe the next. You think you think of the adjacencies. Places, too. yeah. The south side is, is like almost out of space. Right. Right. Where else are they going to go? So exactly. This, this could up the be hill. It. This could be it. 
Yeah, it's very affordable, and we also have to be ready to capture it, too. So we've been making a lot of improvements to the business district. We just replaced all of the sidewalks in the 1 and 200 blocks. Okay. We're doing some landscaping. Right. We actually had a couple of new businesses open over the past year, a, Great. a bakery. Another bakery. And a, and a candy shop, chocolate shop. A chocolate shop. Yeah. Nice. I need to actually not drive through, but walk through. I usually drive. I stop at the hardware store, pick up supplies, mm. go to my mom's house. I'm out. Oh yeah, that's totally. I need to. I need to. I need to roll through a little with a little more. Uh, you know, a little more time. Yeah, anywhere you go, it's a totally different experience on foot. If people want to learn more about the Mount Oliver area or the uh, the Economic Association, where can they go and, and get more details as to what's available and how they can maybe chip in and and, and participate or, you know. Well, partake? I always I always post updates on Facebook. We have a borough Facebook page. Okay. And that's probably more active i'm more active on that than the website currently because we're going through a whole right. web gotcha. development yeah, process no, that's, that's and then Facebook's you know giving me a call i'm Perfect. always taking calls to, to help absolutely folks. very cool and tim people want to get your book the book is available on amazon.com all you have to do is type in my name tim hayes h-a-y-e-s there's there's oddly another tim hayes who put a book out about horses or something don't waste your time with that you're the number one speech writer by pr news i read so right you, you can't mess them up. I mean, you, you know what <laughs> right. you're doing. I wouldn't know the first thing about a horse, but I know about so, so writing. He yeah. knows about a speech. Yeah. A speech writer. <laughs> you'll find them. <laughs> so Amazon.com, look under my name, or it's also available at the Mystery Lovers Bookshop in Oakmont or in, or uh, Caliban Books in Oakland. Fantastic stuff. Thanks for stopping by. We have an awesome show in front of us today. We have Wombat Security. We have a flywheel stopping by and also part one of our uh, of an interview with Dimitri Shirey from Deloitte talking about workplace culture and I got culture that's awesome um, that's what I'm talking about that's the next wave I'm telling you it is I got Jason Wolf yeah. with me here he's from gift card granny co-hosting with me in place of my usual co-host Audrey Russo this is Jonathan Kirsting learn more about the tech council by going to pghtech.org now back to tech five radio Brought to you by the generous support of 321Blink at 321Blink.com. Chorus Call, C-Leveled at PittsburghTalks.com. Dollar Bank at Dollar.Bank. JRG Advisors, PTC Corporate Coverage Group at JRGAdvisors.net. Pittsburgh International Airport at PittsburghFlies.com. Plus Consulting at PlusConsulting.com. SDLC Partners at SDLCPartners.com. PNC Bank at PNC.com. And West Virginia University at WVU.edu. Here are your hosts, the Pittsburgh Technology Council's Andre Russo and Jonathan Kirsting. Hey, everybody. Thanks for taking the time to listen to Tech Vibe Radio, bringing you the best of what's happening in Pittsburgh's technology and business sectors here. We just have way too much fun, really bringing you some, some of the great stories that are happening here in Pittsburgh. And we have Dimitri Shirey here from Deloitte. And Dimitri, we're going to give you a frequent flyer card here pretty soon for Tech Five Radio. I think one more appearance will stamp your card, and you get like another free appearance afterwards if you want to. And then we just keep you know, punching this card. We love having you stop by the show because you bring us such great content. You bring us insights that not many of us are thinking about. So it's great to have you stopping by here. Jonathan, thanks so much for having me back on the show. It's great to be here as well. You keep us honest. And I like that, man. I like that a lot. And there's always such fun stuff. What has really been fun over the past year, we've talked a lot about culture. We have. So much about culture. But before we dive into that, I, just, I always like to level set with our listeners. We always get new people that are just tuning in for the first time. And you're an impressive guy, Dimitri. What's your background and, and what you do here leading up to Lake in Pittsburgh? Well, Jonathan, I'm, uh, I'm very fortunate to serve as the managing partner 
for Deloitte here in Pittsburgh. Absolutely. And uh, you know, I have about uh, 37 years of experience, uh, specifically dedicated into three uh, industries. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, you know, process and industrial products, financial services, as well as energy. And uh, when you look at our economy and some of the uh, iconic brands that reside in our own backyard, yep. been very fortunate to serve many of those companies in those respective industries. So it's never the same day twice you're here at Deloitte. You're always working on something different and fun. No, that's, uh, that one, that's what makes Deloitte ex extremely exciting. Absolutely. Great, great stuff. And then Deloitte itself, just give our listeners a little overview. What are some of the core competencies of Deloitte and, and the types of projects that you work on with some of these clients? So uh, fundamentally, Jonathan, yeah. when we think about going to market, we go to market through four distinct lines of business. Okay. We have uh, the traditional audit practice, uh, the traditional tax practice. Uh, which is focused both on compliance advisory as well as compliance. But at the same time, we also have a financial, adv financial advisory services practice and a consulting business. And our consulting business uh, predominantly focuses on human capital, technology, as well as strategy and operations. So when you think about it, we are an end-to-end, -end, fully integrated professional services firm. Walk right in and you're taken care of one way or the other. All the way around. Great stuff. Now, what's been so much fun, as I mentioned before, is, is culture. And you've been talking about people and culture over the past year. And it, it, it actually warms my heart in some ways because I think it's often easy for us to forget with all the technology around us that at the end of the day, it is people that make companies happen. Whether it's Deloitte, whether it's a tech company, whether it's a manufacturing company, whatever it is, it is the people. And you guys have put a real focus on that in some of your content lately, which has been a lot of fun. I remember earlier on we talked about the importance of getting more women to serve in the board and the leadership positions. And then we uh, talked about the importance of family leave and some things that Deloitte was doing. Refresh our memory a little bit on some of those things and, and why Deloitte is really looking at the importance of your people. Well, Jonathan, first of all, I think when you look at uh, the clients that we serve and the economic environment that we all operate in, uh, by and large, there are two distinct and important constituencies. Okay. One constituency is the client, the right. customer. Okay. Ultimately, the customer. It's always, it always is and will be about the customer. At the same time, it's also about an employee's experience. Because of the, the, of the critical demand for talent uh, and the continuing need in order to attract and retain the highest performing professionals within our organization, we need to be adaptive uh, and we need to be progressive in how we are accommodating a multi-generational uh, multi workforce. Absolutely, absolutely. And because of that, uh, we need to look at different things that are important to them. And uh, you've already touched upon it. You know, certainly culture is extremely important to us as an organization. So when we think about uh, what are some of those levers that, you know, drive a culture, inclusivity and diversity um, are key aspects of our DNA. Completely foundational. For sure. Completely foundational. And not only have an impact on our employees, but certainly have an impact on the clients that we serve. And so when we, when, we, when we think about how we do business, we will constantly come back to the idea of serving both our clients and our employees at the same time. I love it. All the way around, good, good stuff. So last time we talked, we were talking about the importance of giving people the, the work-life balance. Because when you have you know, employees that are, that are 
doing well at home, they're doing even better at work. And better at work means they're doing better at home. It creates this great snowball effect. So and set and another way, Jonathan. Jonathan, yes. set another way. A happy employee at work is a happy employee at home. And a happy employee at home is a happy employee at work. All so it is, it is bilateral going both ways. All the way around. All the way around. And, and I know, obviously, the folks that work here, I mean, tell us a bit about some of the benefits that you do offer. This is, not only do you, you know, provide this as, 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 as advice to your, to your clients, but you practice this here at Deloitte. So uh, as far as like family leave goes and, and, and flex time, tell us a little bit about that. So yes, um, you know one of the um, uh, one of the benefits that we recently initiated here was expanding um, our family leave policy. You know, by and large, to, uh, by and large, it really was focused on uh, parents who had newborn children. And one of the things that we began to recognize, and that you know our our, our workforce began to tell us is that because we do operate in a multi-generational workplace, that there are other demands on people's times rather than simply a newborn infant. Exactly, right, and, right. I mean, when you think about uh, baby boomers who have a need to care for aging parents or um, you know, employees who have to care for siblings, one of the things that we've done as an organization is we've recognized that it's more than just about uh, newborn children. Uh, that allows individuals to take some time off from work. It really is about uh, serving the needs of our employees with respect to everyone, everyone that they need to care for. Uh, and so what we did was we, ex- we expanded our family leave policy to include 16 weeks of paid leave on an annual basis on a rolling 365-day uh, year. That is impressive right that, there. That uh, really allows our employees to deal with you know, whatever personal issues that they may need to face in caring for loved ones. And uh, you know, the, the good news about this is it provides flexibility, uh, and at the same time, it provides a platform for individuals not only to continue their career with uh, Deloitte, but also meet their personal responsibilities on the home front. Great stuff all the way around. And we're moving forward. And that's reminding our listeners, we were talking to Dimitri Shirey, who leads up Deloitte here in Pittsburgh. And uh, recently, uh, you just wrote a, a really interesting piece about team chemistry and how it helps organizations thrive. And I want to touch on that a little bit. And then we're going to completely nerd out on it next week for part two. Because, you know, we do, we do two-part segments here, Dimitri. We don't, we don't mess around. So that's why I keep coming back for more. That's why I keep coming back for more. That's why I'm telling you, mm-hmm. you will be the fifth beetle mm-hmm. of Tech Vibe Radio before you know it, or the sixth stone, all depending upon where your preferences lie. Just saying. Just saying. So I'd love having you stop by so quickly. Just tell us a little bit about this, this team chemistry. Just a quick overview of what this team chemistry thing is all about. I know it's about having the right mix of people working on projects. Well, again, in its broadest sense, it truly is about uh, inclusion and diversity. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, in working with clients and, and in working in, in the Pittsburgh marketplace, you know, one of the themes that we hear time and time again is that organizations aren't getting the performance they need from their teams. Well, uh, you know, as a firm, we took a step back and we began to look at ourselves to say, you know, how can we up the ante? How can we yeah. amp up the overall performance of our teams? And one of the things that we have spent a lot of time on is investing in uh, this, this theme called business chemistry. 
And it's truly about being able to understand, being able to hunch okay. around what is the business chemistry of different individuals that you need to interact with, whether it's in a client environment or right, it's building right, right. teams within Deloitte to serve that client, so that what you're truly doing is bringing the right characteristics, the right personality, the right okay. nuances that allows that, that seamless type of interaction between individuals. And that is not by accident. That is by design. And it's truly being Love able it. to understand what it is. Well, it's truly being able to understand people's preferences and how to align against them. Fantastic stuff. We're going to have a cliffhanger here. I'm going to make everybody come back for part two to learn more. We are going to completely nerd out on team chemistry in the next segment with Dimitri Shirey here from Deloitte. So keep your dial tuned right here to Tech Vibe Radio. This is Jonathan Kirsting with the Pittsburgh Technology Council. You can learn more about us by going to pghtech.org, then go on to Twitter at pghtech. We'll be right back after this quick break. The following program is paid for by the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Now, back to Tech 5 Radio. Brought to you by the generous support of 321Blink at 321Blink.com. Chorus Call, C-Leveled at PittsburghTalks.com. Dollar Bank at Dollar.Bank. JRG Advisors, PTC Corporate Coverage Group at JRGAdvisors.net. Pittsburgh International Airport at PittsburghFlies.com. Plus Consulting at PlusConsulting.com. SDLC Partners at SDLCPartners.com. PNC Bank at PNC.com and West Virginia University at WVU.edu. Here are your hosts, the Pittsburgh Technology Council's Andre Russo and Jonathan Kirsting. Welcome back. You are tuned in to Tech Vibe Radio this Friday night, and I am so pumped to be hanging out with Jason Wolf from giftcardgranny.com. Awesome to be here. Thanks for As being always, with us, man. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Nice warm studio, kicking back here. Kicking back, doing our Friday thing. Friday night. Absolutely. So, Jason, what's the latest with gift cards these days? Wow, what's the latest with gift cards? Yeah, and, and gift card granny for that gift card. Well, the leader in the space, Blackhawk, in Pittsburgh, right. ended up keeping the location after they bought giftcards.com, which is huge. That's a lot of people for, still for, in Pittsburgh doing good stuff. Oh, sure. That's what I'm talking and about. And they are, they are the biggest gift card business in the country and probably in the world. Here in Pittsburgh. Uh, they have an office in Pittsburgh, and I think they're expanding the office. Wow. So that's really good for our that's what I'm talking about sector and the things that we do here. And gift cards continue to grow. It's, it's, it seems like it's never-ending. Absolutely. And we do with Gift Card Granny, we buy the ones you don't want. That's what's so cool. And then we resell them. So giftcardgranny.com. Gift Card Granny. You know what else is growing and scary, though? Uh, Cybersecurity and phishing scams. I know a lot about fraud because of yep. gift cards. Oh, Unidentified. never exactly. Yeah, tons of it. We're sitting right on the front line. Ooh, see, that's a whole there I wasn't even thinking about. Yeah, big time. I tell you what, we got a great guest with us right now, Amy Baker from Wombat Security. Hey, Amy. No stranger to the show. <laughs> that's right. We go back a ways. I know. I'm, I'm thinking like five or six years. It's been that long. That's right. Absolutely. Now, quickly, Wombat, tell our listeners, give us a little reset. What's Wombat all about? So, Wombat. Um, builds and sells software solutions that help organizations teach their employees how to avoid cyber attacks. Right. Really important. As everybody knows, cyber security is in the news all the time. A lot of really recent attacks, which um, I'm sure we'll hear a little more about in this discussion. Oh, for sure. For sure. And you just released a user risk report as well, too. 
We did. So we like to do a lot of research to understand knowledge yeah. levels in the industry and with general consumers. This particular piece of research was 2,000 computer users based in the U.S. and the U.K. Okay. And we did a survey to understand what they know about cybersecurity. And it was unfortunately still a little upsetting. Oh, very upsetting. <laughs> I saw part of that report. I had to console Jason before I, we came on there. He was so upset. I looked at that and I said, <laughs> okay, how, what is malware? And 30% of the people said it was hardware to boost your Wi-Fi connection. <laughs> oh like, my wait, wait a second here. <laughs> I know. Malware. Oh, my gosh. It's not good. It's not good. It's not good. And, and Jason, I'm no techie. No. But, like, I could guess I know better that. than that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can guess. That doesn't sound right. Exactly. I can guess better Mal? than that. It's, like, bad. It's the word you mal. Would, the first three letters they're telling us is not boosting anything. Wow. 30%. Right? And 30% of people still don't know what phishing is, even. And that's almost a household term. Um, at this isn't point. that when you, you mean the, the pH, not the. The pH, uh, not the F. Exactly. You're right. This is, there's no dinner at the end of this fishing. <laughs> no, it's just a lot of misery and pain. Right. And a plateful and nothing. That's right. The wanna cry. And that made a lot of people wanna yeah, cry, wanna for cry. sure. So that particular attack, it's funny, we did our research just before that attack happened. And so it's interesting. We'll go back and do some more and understand what kind of impact news like that has and how much more it builds awareness, which is important. But there's two components. It's the awareness, you know that there's cyber attacks happening, but it's the, are you educated enough to know how to avoid them and report them so that you can start to solve the problem yourself too, exactly. and or protect your organization and your own personal identity and things like that. And it, it all starts in the front lines with your people. It does. They are, as far as that goes. people don't realize. There's not enough red blinking lights in the world on in front of firewalls and servers that are going to protect you. It's all about really training the culture of your people and how right. they look at emails and respond to them or don't so respond true. to them. It's true, yeah. Still 55% of organizations don't train their employees how to avoid attacks. And so all of those organizations are exposed. Their employees don't know enough to ha know how to protect themselves and therefore their data is exposed. And all the cyber criminals know that. Absolutely. And so they're looking at that going, this is the weakest link for me. I'm going to go after a user. I'm going to look at their Facebook posts. I'm going to pick up the phone and call them, ask them some questions, and I'm going to stage a targeted attack, and they're probably going to give me some information I really want. And so you go into companies and you uh, educate? We have we built software that helps software. them educate, okay. so it's incredibly scalable. So lots of, you know, hundreds of thousands of employees, companies with that many employees can easily roll out a program mm -hmm. because it's software-based. And you guys are growing like crazy, too. We are growing like crazy. We have doing a ton of recruiting. I love we it. We have 30 open positions right now. Wow, 30 Software. open positions. Yeah, a lot. I'm looking for a job. Yeah, there me you, too. Uh, <laughs> We're both looking for jobs. Code? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He does the code. I'll just do like a radio show around. Really about good. That, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we could use your help. Software engineering and Software marketing engineering. and sales, lots of open positions. We have two locations in the Strip now. So we're at 3030 Penn Avenue and at the Crane Building at right. uh, 25th and Railroad, I think. Yep. So, I, when I heard you had two locations, I was like, oh, my goodness. I, I remember when you right. guys were like six or seven people. Many, I remember that, too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How many employees do you have? Uh, over 150. 150. Wow. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Wow, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Which goes to show you how important this is. And I can attest, the Pittsburgh Technology Council deployed this for a few weeks or maybe a few months. A couple, I think about a year and a half ago. Uh-huh. And uh, I was a, I, I passed, but then I failed one. Yeah. Uh, I clicked on something that I was not supposed to click on, and I immediately had to take a test. Uh-huh. Yeah. And now, anything, nothing, doesn't get clicked on unless I know exactly. <laughs> you, you are know. trained. And I had a couple spoofed ones. They were, there were ones where it looked like it was coming from somebody mm -hmm. else, but if you mm -hmm. looked in the subject line or you looked down in the footers, things weren't quite right. So Wombat sits there and tries to trick you. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Yes, they're, they're treacherous nice. like that. <laughs> we <laughs> are, but of course, but you we'd rather have you fail in a safe place than to a exactly. cyber That's true, yeah. Exactly. If you're going to 
if you're going to be fished anyway, it might as well be by the good guys. So exactly. what happens if I fail? What happens? You take a test? Yep. And then what? And then it's like, well, you know, don't if you do again, then you, it's like a longer test. Or yeah, so you, do can, more training, you do more training. More training. training. Yeah, yeah. Until, until you know. Until you figure it out. You pick and then it you up. stop failing. And, and then you, you don't have to get tra- <laughs> Yeah, and no more training then. Exactly. At least for a little bit. So training retention, learning retention is kind of a, an important thing too because to your point is, well, we did that for a while, but then what happens is you just tend to forget. And so then it's a matter of we really recommend people do training all year long. Mm-hmm. The right. threats and the attacks are happening Absolutely. all year long. To reminding our listeners, we're talking to Amy Baker from Wombat Security. And uh, you talked about people are learning all the time because there's always new types of attacks that are coming out there. What are some of the, the, the more recent things that we should be freaked out about? Well, and of course, the ransomware is one of the newer things. Within the last 18 months or so, there's been a huge rise in ransomware attacks. And those are attacks that can encrypt your files or your computer. And the attacker requests payment in return for de-encrypting or unscrambling your files. And they want Bitcoin, too. They want Bitcoin. Non-traceable. Exactly. Correct. And they even they even like give you a link on how to do it. Like, I mean, there's no messing around. Right? There's like a little video you play, and they show you how to do it. <laughs> a little video, yeah. <laughs> so, you've been Just taking ransom. <laughs> Here's how to get to your local Bitcoins. Eh? Give it to us, and guess what? We still don't give you your files back. <laughs> and that's the truth. Right. And so, that's the issue. Is we uh, Part of our other research is that we found that only about 2% of companies pay the ransom. Um, and we think that's an interesting number only because we think, well, some people maybe are smart enough to realize you don't pay the bad guys. They're just going to keep coming back, right? right? Or I'm not going to have my files back anyway. I'm just going to have to move on. And the really smart companies are doing regular backups. That's, so that say, when right. somebody encrypts your stuff, you're like, that's okay. Well, that's I got right. another copy got somewhere here. else and I don't need it. Exactly. But the really scary ransomware attacks will encrypt all of your backups too. Ooh, Ooh, the the, the super bad. sophisticated ones. Uh-huh. So you really do need to make sure your edu- your users are educated and making sure they're not surfing the dangerous places. How many people were infected by the WannaCry ransomware that came out? I think it was in May. It yeah, was, it was hundreds of thousands hundreds of people of thousands. And, were infected. And it's interesting because I think they just barely scratched the surface. Could have been more. It could have been more. Why wow. did it stop? Uh, it's a good question. I think that. Uh, I, I hope they're not sort of regrouping. Regrouping. <laughs> they're, they're doubling down. Yeah, they learned stuff from that first attack, and now they're going to use it for even worse attack attacks. Was, Instead of want to cry, it'll be want to die. Exactly. <laughs> we're, they're coming after you. Exactly. <laughs> right. I hope yeah. they're not just, oh, I learned a lot, but let me do without one again. more time. I hope right. not. Oh, my goodness. Wow, Scary. wow, wow. So if people want to go to Wombat, uh, Wombat Security, WombatSecurity.com, in order to check all this out. I really encourage people to go there and check it out because this is literally like, this is like life and death many times. It really is. I mean, from a business standpoint, especially, it's one thing if you lose all your pictures and files sure. and kids, you don't want that to happen. But if you're a business, I mean, your data is your business. You it's can't huge. lose it. Reputation yeah. damage is very difficult right. to overcome from something like this. Absolutely. But one, one of the um, questions I have about this sort of thing is, I've noticed that my uh, accountant will get an email from me <gasps> saying yes. that the CEO wants you to wire money. Yeah. And it's urgent. That's called business email <laughs> compromise. And now, yes. how would they know who my accountant is? Mm-hmm. And how would they know that I'm I the CEO? Know that, now, where's that? That's happened to us as well, Same too. Thing. That's crazy. Yes. That's really scary. And it probably means somewhere along the way they got access to some information you didn't expect them to. And then they're using it to stage that targeted that's attack. Crazy. There is a lot of wire transfer fraud like that. Yeah. And that's billions and billions of dollars worth of mm. losses. Why is the world so creepy? I, I mean, it, it seems like the web just brings the worst out of us sometimes. I don't like that. But that's just the way it is. And that's why I'm glad that Wombat's here in order to train us and 
make sure we're not clicking Absolutely. on things and wiring money when we should be wiring money. To I don't want to take the test. I don't, don't want to take that test. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, goodness. So you said you're hiring. We are hiring, You have yeah. to have an awesome work culture, I bet. Do you guys have a lot of fun when you work? We do. We do a whole bunch of different employee activities. We do team events. We do company events, location events. We've done, we did a little um, cornhole tournament, actually, okay. amongst the departments nice. in the team. That was really fun. So, yeah, we do a lot of different things like that. It's a work hard, play hard environment, for sure. For sure, yeah, yeah, Startup yeah. land. Do you still consider yourself a startup? I think you guys have been around for Yeah, we're kind of years. old for that now. Yeah. I think we're maybe, maybe you're a startup teenagers. all the time. We're though. kind of like more like teenagers. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> we're <that>. teenagers. <laughs> don't, don't, don't tell anybody. Just keep acting like a, a team. Startup. Well, I think you, you keep the mentality, but when you got 150 people working that's, for you, yeah, that's, sure, sure. I'm thinking like you're legit, man. Yeah. Right, yeah. absolutely. Definitely mid sized company by the Mid sized company. Thousands of customers, too, yeah, from awesome. all over the world. We've opened an office in London, too. I know. And this all came from a little bit of research out of Carnegie Mellon University. That's right. Way back in the day, which is why I. I just love having places like Pitt and Carnegie Mellon because that stuff spawns companies. So, oh, Amy, thanks for stopping by and hanging out. Great to meet you. Yeah, it's nice meeting both of you. Fantastic. Once again, wombatsecurity.com. Wombatsecurity.com. Go there and check it out. It's where it happens. Simple as that. Jason, I'm so glad you're hanging out with me today. This is awesome. I'm loving this. I'm learning things. Me too. This is. (laughs) That's why we love doing this show. It's it's great to put up spotlight on these great companies like Wombat, like what you're doing at Gift Card Granny, Granny. and it's. Too much fun stuff. We just call it Granny now. So. Just call it Granny? Granny. Granny. No, Granny. <laughs> We're going down Granny. It's <laughs> simple as that. Very cool. Hey, we're taking a quick break, but we are coming back with more Tech Vibe Radio. It's me and Jason Wolf hanging out and doing the show, having a good old time. Learn more about the Pittsburgh Technology Council by going to pghtech.org. After you do that, mosey on over to Twitter, at pghtech, and you can get all of our tweets and follow up with all the great stuff happening here. We'll be right back after this quick break. Now, back to Tech Vibe Radio. Brought to you by the generous support of 321Blink at 321Blink.com. Chorus Call, C-Leveled at PittsburghTalks.com. Dollar Bank at Dollar.Bank. JRG Advisors, PTC Corporate Coverage Group at JRGAdvisors.net. Pittsburgh International Airport at PittsburghFlies.com. Plus Consulting at PlusConsulting.com. SDLC Partners at SDLCPartners.com. PNC Bank at PNC.com. And West Virginia University at WVU.edu. Here are your hosts, the Pittsburgh Technology Council's Andre Russo and Jonathan Kirsting. Welcome back, everybody. You are absolutely positively tuned into Tech Vibe Radio tonight. I'm having way too good of a time hanging out with Jason Wolf. Jason. Hey, this is awesome. I'm We're learning you, a lot. I know. We have fun. It's good. And this next guest is great, too. This There's is, some great stuff going on yeah. here. I can't Cultural wait stuff. Cultural stuff. Yes. People don't realize I don't think they do. How important. And you know this, Jason. You've built many a company can, and grown them quite large. Can I talk about that real quick? Yes. Before we bring the guest? Yes. Guests? We go through a lot of process to try to find the employee to bring in. Okay. So we do IQ test. We do a personality profile. Oh, we do all this You could stuff. never hire me, dude. <clears throat> Right, so like, you know, we go through all this work, well, we'd hire you. I would fail. No, you wouldn't. You'd be like, you'd be like your IQ is only like 110, Kirsten, you can't possibly work I didn't here. say we're looking for the highest IQ. <laughs> okay, then I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Okay, keep going, I digress. <laughs> so, you know, we're trying to almost like um, bring somebody into the family, if you will. Right? right. And, you know, if you came into my family, and in my family we like to ride bikes, Oh, I like okay, your family this is already. already. He's we like to, to kayak. We like to write, right. but you like to read. Okay, you get into our company, and the culture doesn't fit. So we do all this work to try to find the employee, right. looking at all these little metrics and the things that we evaluate, but we don't look at culture 
at our own culture, nor matching right. the candidate to the culture of the company. Aha. And that's why we have Flywheel here. These folks integrate awesome. play into work to help companies create energizing cultures that improve productivity, innovation, and collaborative teams, man. This is, the, this is, people need to tune up and listen. I, I'm listening. Absolutely, man. I got Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're, all yeah. <laughs> we're all for that. We're all for that. We're all for So, <laughs> <laughs> we have Adam Nelson and Amanda Lowe, a flywheel here. Introduce Hello. yourselves real quick, guys. Hi, I'm Adam Nelson. I'm an entrepreneur, a game designer, systems thinker. I work on uh, intersections between people, places, ideas, and happiness. Amanda. Nice. I'm Amanda Lowe. I have a PhD in psychology. I used to work as a psychotherapist and an educator, and now I'm all about how we can change and design human systems to bring out the best in everybody. Whoa. Wow, that's good. I like it, man. I like it. So let's get the ball rolling, man. Like, what does this mean to a company like like, like Jason? What is this? Yeah. Well, so, I mean, Jason, your, your company, is it exists at a point in history where the nature of work is, like, radically changing from what it was a generation or two ago. Uh, the industrial model that like Pittsburgh grew up around and grew up based on is fading away in a lot of places. Even in places where you're doing industrial work, that work looks super different than it did two or three generations ago. And one of the things that is happening is that uh, it is becoming the responsibility of business owners and business managers and leadership to not only change the way that they interact with their employees in terms of managing, but actually change the whole system of participation that employees undergo in doing their work. Uh, we both believe very deeply in uh, people want to work. People, And there's a lot of evidence that people want to do good work for the people that employ them. And an organizational system needs to accommodate that. It needs to provide opportunities for people to make meaningful contributions. So a lot of the work that we do is in looking at different organizational systems uh, and identifying areas where the contributions of people are being enabled or disabled in positive or negative ways. Wow. Well, I was going to say, yes. for example, so your book reading, book loving, sort of nerdy, yeah. nerdy person sure. who isn't as athletic and outdoorsy as the other people, that might be a culture, like a cultural fit challenge, but it also could be something that you could harness the power of if you could th think about how do we get the nerd to participate in the best possible way? Because that person is actually going to be picking up a bunch of different information that the kayakers and bicyclists might not be exactly. picking up. Exactly. So how do we do it? How do right. you do yes, it? Yes, let's. Well, let's use let's use the, this example, right? Sure. So so the there's a an element of harnessing intrinsic motivations, and this is what you said, jo Jonathan, about uh, our work incorporates the idea of play. And a lot of people misconstrue that as you know funny hats and uh, big parties and, and that sort of thing. Play is really a much, much deeper phenomenon, um, and play has its roots in intrinsic motivation. But so my, my background is in uh, economics and game design. I think about what incentivizes people to... Never thought that as a game designer, you're thinking about what incentivizes people. Oh, absolutely. Which goes right to the culture thing. Right. It's all yeah. about that. Oh, oh, man. It's all tied together. So, right. is, yeah. so is economics, right? People think about economics as the study of money, but it's the study of choice. Like, why do people make certain choices in certain ways? And economics up to this point has been kind of impoverished because it thinks of people as rational uh, profit maximizing automatons and in actuality i love people... those kind of people <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're all... great at parties exactly <laughs> people, are, people are way more complex than that right? and, and, and we no, all they're know not. This intuitively right they're pretty they simple <laughs> um so so let's take the example of the, the person you want to welcome into your family they're intrinsically motivated to do something that is not the same as everybody else 
but that doesn't mean that they have nothing to contribute. So you could set them up with figuring out where to go next, where to where to find the next bike route or kayak trip to go on, because they're going mm-hmm. to be looking and reading and finding yeah. and pulling all this information together. They're intrinsically motivated to do it, which means they're going to do it uh, with more uh, effort, with more dedication, with more loyalty, uh, to greater effect than somebody who wants to go ride bikes or wants to go kayak and you say okay but before we do that you have to do all these other things about planning mm-hmm. our trip mm-hmm. and, and, go ahead Amanda. and they say no, <laughs> no. Oh, i don't want to do please that. don't please. make me don't do make that. that right exactly so do you have software for this or how do you no you go it, into the company and yeah. how, how, how do they i'm get, the owner of the company yeah. how do you how are you uh coming into my company interacting with my yeah uh, so our process is a very humanistic process, which means it's mostly uh, about talking to people and understanding what uh, the conditions are that motivate them. And then mostly what we do is we diagram that for company leadership. And that takes the form of reports or it takes the form of presentations or analyses. Okay. Um, but what we try to spell out is not uh, not that uh, how people feel necessarily as the, as the root cause, right? There's a lot of... Um, Consultants and analysis, analysis, analysts that will say, "Okay, your your problem is that your people are like feeling dis, you know, un, not motivated or unhappy or something like that." Right. And that tends to attribute that to the person, right? Uh, this person is is not motivated. You need to motivate this person. What we do is we look at the entire system of interactions that are going on, which, by the way, don't happen in your software. They're maybe enabled by your software, but are about a human being interacting with another human being to produce work. In a context. Uh, in right. a context, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we, we diagram out those contexts for you and help you uh, see where the thing that we're doing here, the action that we're taking, the workflow that we're, we've engaged in is actually demotivating people on a systemic level. Oh, wow. So when do people know they, they want to engage with you? Something Has there been a moment that they realize our culture is not working right or they want to set their culture up from the get-go and build the company based on a plan? How does that tend to work? I think our dream clients are the ones who want us to be involved from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, but oftentimes it's the case that... I feel like it's a crisis. That it's a crisis. Yeah. It's a, yeah. You know, it's sad to say, but it's true. Someone people, got threatened with scissors. People, <laughs> people realize that something isn't working, um, and often that's been going on for some time, right? Okay. And do you work with um, companies large and small, or is there a particular sweet spot with who you work with? That, that's a funny that you mentioned that. I mean, th- this company is very young. I should We should... One of the things we were talking about before we came to the interview was exactly how to describe what we're doing because, I mean, we are, our backgrounds, our individual backgrounds are in uh, people and in systems and understanding yeah. how those work. And over the last six months, we've been turning the, our attention and our interest towards the application of those ideas to companies. So we're, we've only been around for like three or four months in an official capacity. Yeah. Um, but we've been working on this individually for, I mean, me for like, 10 years and uh, Amanda for how long? I guess I've probably been studying these things for about 20 years. Yeah. yeah. You look like you're 20. Years. You <laughs> Thank you very much. Ever since you were born, you've been, just, you've been yes, thinking about right. this. That's I love right. it, man. I love it. So we, at first we thought that the, the application of these ideas would apply to startups um, because they tend to be more progressive. They tend to be more interested yeah. in people and they operate on a very small level. So the possibility of setting up a humanistic early system early right. on. Mm-hmm. Especially like when, when people are interested in flat organizations mm-hmm. or they're really interested in trying an innovative model. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, turns out startups are very difficult to work with because they're developing a business model. And from our perspective, an organization has a business model and an organizational model. 
And ideally, the two should complement each other. And a lot of organizations, they don't. They actually right. clash. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, they're, they're working on, I mean, Jason, you can probably attest oh, to this. Yeah. If you're yeah. starting a company, it's fast and furious, man. Fast right. and furious. Yeah. yeah. Well, but, and, and part of that is that we're, organizational models really haven't been updated since the industrial era. So we still operate under this hierarchical organizational model. Some companies, sounds like yours, uh, Jason, have a familial focus, like an inclusive focus, sure. a welcoming idea. Yeah. You're not just a cog in the machine. You're actually right. a person. Um, that's a relatively new idea, right? right? And you're yeah, seeing you're seeing the benefits of that, yeah, sure. but that that isn't that doesn't occur broadly across uh, mm -hmm. industries yet. So the clients that that uh, we target, the ones we, we're most interested in working with, uh, go across industry sectors, but they tend to be what are called middle market companies, right? So somewhere between five million uh, in annual revenue and Technically, that category is up to a billion dollars in annual revenue. Yeah, that's a little bit bigger than I'm interested mm -hmm. in at the point at this point. But they, they're flexible. Right. They have uh, uh, relatively small teams, 50 to 100 people, and they they drive the economy. They they um, <laughs> they tend to be resilient where big businesses are not. Exactly. Um, they, they, they can still move and change. That's a lot exactly. It's exactly. Not, right. not the big battleship that barely turns. That. Yep. Right. That's exactly right. right. And, and typically in these companies, the people who are at the top really care. Yeah really point. care about mm -hmm. the well-being and functioning of the company beyond just as a revenue generating for sure yeah in part that's because they're the distance between the highest person and the lowest person hierarchically in the company is really small exactly it's right. on the order of you know five people instead of 105 makes right. sense if people learn more about flywheel can they go and like nerd out and so <laughs> what's think the, about what's this the url that yeah the url is goflywheelgo.com i like that go flywheel go that's right <laughs> Uh, so it's like GoDuckGo, I guess, but GoFlywheelGo.com. Uh, that ups, that website is being updated uh, incrementally with more and more research. Well, I was going to say, our, you probably have a lot of like, stuff for people to like nerd out on. Well, totally. And our, our, our philosophy is that we don't, these ideas are interesting, but they're not limited, to, they're not proprietary. We right. want to share them with people. So. Uh, we're updating our website with more of that information. We just wrote an article for coming out in uh, TQ magazine. That's right, yep. nice. Tech magazine about TQ magazine. They can all about find you on Facebook too, I guess. Uh, no, we're not on Facebook. We're not, we're not on the social medias uh, in part because we work with some sense behind, uh -huh. so we try to keep um, a relatively low profile. Low profile. Okay. But uh, you can find us online. You can also email us through our website and get in touch. Um, we'll pretty do. easy to find. We're uh, good stuff. Yeah. Thank cool. You. I love it. We got to go. We're done. Wow, that's it. Jason, thanks Full for hanging by, out. Yeah. yeah. Flywheel, thanks for hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah. Amanda, yeah. appreciate it so much. Yeah. Great to meet you guys. If you want more Tech Vibe Radio, to keep tuning in here to KDK every Friday at 7. Got great guys I can like Jason here with I, us. I love this. I know. Jason, thanks for having me. Audrey has with to go us. away more often. Uh, I'll tell her that. I'll tell her that. You'll be back on with us actually in yeah. a couple of weeks for another yes. show. Awesome. So I'm That's glad great. to have you man in the booth with us here, man. Yeah. Hey, if you want to learn more about the Tech Council, go to pghtech.org. Do that and have an awesome week. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.